The world around us is changing faster than ever before. From automation, artificial intelligence, big data, geolocation, to every aspect of how we work and live. This includes data. Welcome to Data Gurus Podcast. Our mission is to bring you a real-life perspective on what's happening in the industry and how successful companies and individuals in this niche navigate through the sea of change. Encouraging you to be bold, be brave, and be fearless, let's navigate the data ecosystem together. Welcome to the Data Gurus Podcast. Today's guests are Melissa Sauter and Duncan Lawrence of the newly merged entity of Market Strategies International and MorePace. Welcome, Melissa and Duncan. Time to welcome this week's data guru. Well, thank you. you. Good to be here. I'm excited to do this episode because typically I don't, this is really based on current news and you guys were so flexible to kind of get on, get on the podcast and kind of talk to us a little bit more about the merger. So thank you. Looking forward to it. What we wanted to do, what I thought would be helpful is for the listeners, just to get a little bit of history about the respective companies that you guys both represented in terms of, you know, kind of what the specialty is and, and number of employees, so on and so forth. Well, I'll start off with more pace. I'll give you a little bit of the history. We were founded 40 years ago, 1975, by Frank Ward and Valerie Utley. The focus was on automotive. And what happened, though, is, is that we realized we were so overly focused on automotive that we needed to do something different. So in 1990, we merged with a company called Market Opinion Research. This is a company that kind of gave us a foray into healthcare and financial services, a few other areas. And since then, we've focused on growing organically, and that included offices in UK and LA and China as we expanded our organization overall as well as globally. Overall, we have uh, 215 employees. Duncan, were you part of MorePace early on, or how many years after the company was founded did you join? Yeah, no, I started actually with General Motors and Buick Motor Division, but I largely I spent a lot of time in automotive, but I've been here for 24 years, so it's been a while. Melissa, can you give us a little bit of background on Market Strategies International and also your experience there? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So Market Strategies was founded almost 30 years ago. Interesting connection that ties back to Duncan's story. The way MSI started, we had five employees from Market Opinion Research, which was the company that Duncan mentioned that they combined with in 1990. So Andy Morrison, Jan Brown, Jack Vandenberg, Fred Steeper, and Alex Gage were were employees of, of MOR, and they left to start their own company called Market Strategies International. So kind of connected way back then. But since that time, our family has evolved. So in 2006, we were acquired majority interest by VSS, which is a private equity firm, and subsequently grew through a couple of acquisitions. So Flake Wilkerson, Doxis, and Cogent were three companies that we acquired. Each brought new capabilities new industry focus and and talent. And today we have, I think, just over 240 employees and we serve healthcare, financial services, tech, telecom, consumer and retail and energy as our sectors. That's a nice broad swath. So I'm curious, you know, when you think about these large transactions that happen in the marketplace. Well, there's a lot of things that make sense and I'm sure we're going to be covering many of them. Both companies have been looking for a bit of an exit strategy for the past few years. For MSI, the VSS relationship was in the 12th year of their ownership. And so that's a long time for private equity. And for more pace, the founders are now in their 70s. And running a business really on a day-to-day basis wasn't their focus. 
and you consider the history of these companies and how well we fit together, we're now full circle with these companies. But, but what really kind of brought us back together is, is that, and, and it is a bit of our tagline, but we're, we're better together. The merger was meant to be in part of our history, but if you look at the organizations, we're extremely similar, culturally, structurally, and we both differentiate in the markets that we serve through deep industry knowledge, operational excellence, and, and truly uh, superior client service. Sounds very logical. And I know, and I, when I read the press and kind of did some research, it, but it sounded like it was an important point to make as well. So part of this merger, the kind of the combined strength and its position relative to other companies in the industry? You know, it's a good question. I think in some ways, you know, the size did does come into play and we think that it's an advantage less important. I think as an absolute, bigger doesn't in our industries, you know, too often we we see the op- opposite. Um, both organizations independently today are recognized by our clients as being big enough to offer, you know, robust solutions and a deep bench of talent, but small enough to be flexible and really consistently deliver on that client service that Duncan mentioned earlier. And that is a, a top priority for us to be able to maintain that in the new combined organization, right? So we, we have no aspiration to be the biggest in the market at all. We want to kind of, you know, stay in that sweet spot. I will say, though, that the size and the scale of the combined organizations was pretty critical to attracting the right partner in STG as our new owner, uh, our new private equity owner. And, you know, when you think about how size can be a benefit with a larger combined company, you can, you can leverage investments across a bigger organization and that can increase the payback and, and allow for more investment. But, you know, as we look at it and, and look at our future plans and where we want to go, it's about optimizing the scale to best serve our clients. And we think that this merger combined portfolio and the combined talent does exactly that. That's what we're so excited about. Can you talk a little bit more about why that is the focus in terms of driving value for clients? Oh, well, that's another good question. There's a lot of things that that touch the base, but um, you know, as we look into the future, technology is going to be playing a role in everything that we do. Everything needs to be done through a lens of better, faster, and even stronger. And we truly believe that technology can play a role in all of these elements. You know, and if we just step back and say, okay, why is this going to make something better? Because you know, with all of the information we have, technology can support enhancements in how we're getting access to information, how we synthesize information, how we analyze the information, how we visualize it, and all of these types of things are going to be benefiting our clients. But as we also look ahead, technology has to be leveraged to be faster because it's absolutely critical in today's environment. We need to become faster and technology is going to help us accomplish this. Now, this has to be embraced with great process, of course, but actually technology can help support process, you know, and it becomes less manual. And as we all know that clients' demands are increasing and, you know, they would be thrilled if we gave them the answers yesterday rather than tomorrow. And, you know, as we become faster, we're going to get more chances to influence our clients' decisions going forward. And together, what we also are trying to do is obviously become stronger. And because this is going to become that we can do more because we can now do it faster. And the faster we can do it, the better we're going to be able to deliver for our clients and solve their business issues. I also want to make reinforce that while technology touches everything, it's not the answer. It really is only a conduit that we can use to be better and stronger. Every time you hear about technology, it's Faster, cheaper, and right. <laughs> and, and I, and I pick two. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the fundamental element. But yeah. I think we're we will have access to more information. I mean, I, I really believe that technology is going to help us do more. 
is the fundamental aspect. So it's not the cure-all because you still have to figure out how to do it. You, you know, just because you have levers doesn't mean you know what to do. What about differentiation, right? We, I mean, we, there are so many external factors that are hitting our yep. industry. We hear about big data. We hear about passive data. We hear about all these <laughs> new methodologies. And depending no. on who you talk to, they're like, yeah, we do that. We do that. But how does this new combined energy differentiate itself based on market dynamics? It's a great question and, you know, one we've given a lot of thought to. And what's interesting is, is it's largely we're trying to build on what we've already done. We differentiate, and both of us really differentiated in this way in our marketplace, is going after the industry. We have deep industry knowledge. Many of our people have 20 plus years of experience in their industry knowing it. Specialized value-added solutions, which then go into the, the various elements, and then operational excellence. Many companies compete in one of these areas. Where we compete is across all three. And anyone can win, but what we really do is deliver on all three. and you know, with world-class service to boot is really our go-to-market plan. And if you let me, I can, you know, you dive into it. You look at these industries, we cover the marketplace, automotive, healthcare, technology, telecommunications, consumer, financial services, energy. It's a breadth of the market, but there is depth within our, each of these groups, particularly with the size of our organization. And we, we historically had gone to market with expertise around brand CX, and product development in particular, both organizations went to business this way. We are deeper in this than we ever were before. That's really that connection to the client, understanding their business problems and being able to link any data solution you guys provide back to the client. Thank you. <laughs> we totally agree. Amen. <laughs> well, you know, we talk about storytelling and making the data come to yep. life. You have to have yep. that expertise to be able to do that. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I'm sorry. I know I was just going to jump in on that. I mean, we, that is something we talk about over and over with our teams. We hire for that, right? It's making sure that everything we do, whether it's a new product or capability that we're developing, writing a client deliverable, or looking at process improvement or whatever, it's done through the lens of how is this going to help us better solve our clients' problems and, and meet their needs? And, and that's why we think the industry orientation is, is so critical, right? I mean, you've got to, it's price of entry to be expert researchers and expert data analytics, price of entry, but to be able to really walk in their shoes and understand how to make something of it to help solve their business problems. And typically, we're talking about really big, high-stakes you know, high stakes problems and opportunities that we're supporting, you've got to have that deep industry lens. And just to re repeat, this isn't new for either one of the organizations. We've been doing this for a long time. And so actually, this is why we, we, we look in the mirror and we have high levels of similarity in how we're going and why we think we're going to be stronger. Yeah, we could do this forever. This is what Duncan and yeah, I do. Kind of. <laughs> but one other cool thing, I mean, just kind of riffing off the, the industry focus so strong independently today What's really exciting for us is when we think about the combination of more Pace's deep automotive expertise and our deep tech expertise. You know, we serve companies like Google and Apple. And so really th those two, the depth of those, of those two benches and the, the client list and thinking about where we can go in the world of autonomous vehicles and auto tech together mm -hmm. is something we are extremely excited about. And we've, we've got a couple more of those that come from the merger of these two organizations, which is super exciting. Very cool. I yeah. actually uh, spoke to the VP of Research at Consumer Technology Association, and he actually shared, which is right on the message of what you're saying, Melissa, is that their, their membership organization includes so many people in the ecosystem now because it's not just about consumer tech, it's 
speakers and earphones, but it's the automotive companies. It's the Googles, the Facebooks, because it touches everybody in the ecosystem. So that's a really cool distinction in, in terms of the combined combination of the two companies. Yeah, absolutely. So what is the most challenging aspect of the merger that you guys can anticipate or you already have are dealing with? I'll take that one. I think, you know, first of all, needless to say, the process of selling a company, let alone two companies together, right, can be very time consuming. And I mean, it's, it's just an incredibly complex process. And so for us, I think, you know, as leaders of these organizations, the biggest challenge was to try to keep it contained and not let it be a distraction to either organization as we were going through the process. And that's just a very practical challenge that we dealt with for months. And I think, you know, we, I think we succeeded there. You know, needless to say, there's, there's a lot of thoughtful consideration at the beginning of a process like this and throughout related to, to the compatibility and fit of, of all the companies involved. So this is a unique one because it's, you know, it's the acquisition of two companies at the same time that will then be combining, right? So the fit of, you know, between more pace and MSI, but then also with our new owner in, in STG, that it's not a challenge necessarily, but it was it was absolutely critical that we got that right. And and we thought about what relationships would most benefit employees, clients, and shareholders. And and again, that's another one I think we we did very well there. And I know like we have a lot of work to do to integrate these two companies. We both I think believe it's not likely to be as challenging as one would expect because of the deep compatibility of these two companies. Like Duncan's already hit on it, our culture, kind of our our DNA and what we stand for and even the way we do things. It helps that I think our employees on both sides are incredibly excited about this next chapter. It also helps that we have, you know, we have very little overlap in our client roster. So a lot of times with companies like this coming together, there's a lot of kind of duping that needs to happen, right? right? And in this case, we we have virtually none. So so I think we're set up to, you know, we've got a lot of work to do, but I think we're we feel like all of these things are obviously very doable, and and we're just looking forward to getting at it. I'm curious. Culture is one of those elusive words that are it's intangible. If it's not necessarily, it's kind of in the airwaves, and and many times it's unspoken. How do you guys describe the culture that both your organizations have? Duncan, you want to take that one? Yeah, well, the, the overlap in the culture is part of our culture is built around people, collaboration, support, belief that everybody's important and uh, their voice should be heard, uh, built around client service that the client needs to be taken care of and building forward, a work hard, play hard mentality. We have to, there's a lot of work we have to do, but at the same time, we need to make sure that we've got time to, to pursue the other aspects of the environment. Would be a few of the elements. I love it. Yeah, I, and I think, you know, Again, the, the cultures are so similar, maybe because of the similar backgrounds, but I think exactly what Duncan said, when you think about a strong emphasis on making sure that everything we're doing is done through the lens of optimizing for our employees, and, and he hit on a bunch of those things, certainly for our clients and, and being very client-centric, and then obviously for shareholders, that kind of underpins everything we do, and we like to have a lot of fun along the way, so... <laughs> And do you guys have a new name for the company or are you still working on that? That's a really great question. I think you might have to have us back on later in the year so we can share the new name. (laughs) I mean, the rebranding of certainly both companies, we do a lot of branding work for clients. It's an extremely important endeavor, one that we don't take lightly and one that we're not going to do ourselves. (laughs) 
So we are in the process of engaging a branding agency to make sure we find a name that, and, and you know, everything that goes along with it, that really honors the, the legacy and the equity we've built in these brands over the decades, right? But, but also make sure we use it as a chance to really mark the start of an exciting new chapter. And we, our plan is to have it announced later this year. That's so cool. I love it when, as market researchers, we, we do all this work for our clients that help them go to market, build their brand, form their advertising. And as company, as, as businesses, it's, I don't think a lot of companies go through that formal process of really engaging and understanding, in this case, combined entity, what should that combined brand represent and the new and the name of the new company. So I commend you on you guys taking the time to do that. Yeah, it's it's exciting. We're we're excited about it and yeah, we look forward to being able to share the outcome in a few months. That sounds great. And I really appreciate you guys taking <laughs> the time. I know you guys are in the midst of a lot of busy busy things going on to integrate the company. So thank you for being on the show. Thank you for tuning in to Data Guru's podcast. This episode has ended, but your exploration doesn't have to. Head over to www.dataguruspodcast.com and access all the resources and links mentioned in today's show. You'll also find bonus content available to our podcast listeners exclusively. That's www.dataguruspodcast.com. Until next time, be bold, be brave, and be fearless.
Today's guests are Melissa Sauter and Duncan Lawrence. Of They're both co-CEOs of the newly merged entity of Market Strategies International and MorePace. Welcome, Melissa and Duncan. Well, thank, thank you. you. Good to be here. It is, uh, I'm excited to do this episode because typically I don't, um, you know, this is really based on current news and you guys are so uh, flexible to kind of get on, get on the podcast and kind of talk to us a little bit more about the merger. So thank you. Looking forward to it. Um, I want, what we wanted to do, what I thought would be helpful is for the listeners, just to get a little bit of history about the respective companies that you guys both represented um, in terms of, you know, kind of what the specialty is and, and number of employees, so on and so forth. Sure. Um, well, I'll start off with more pace. I'll give you a little bit of the history. Um, okay. We were founded 40 years ago, um, 1975, by Frank Ward and Valerie Utley. The focus was on automotive. And, um, and what happened, though, is, is that we realized we were so overly focused on automotive that we needed to do something different. So in 1990, we merged with a company called Market Opinion Research. This is a company that kind of gave us a foray into healthcare and financial services, a few other areas. And um, since then, we've focused on growing organically, and that included offices in UK and LA and China as we expanded our organization overall as well as globally. Overall, we have uh, 215 employees. Awesome. And, and Duncan, were you part of, uh, did you start with MorePace early on or how many years after the company was founded did you join? Yeah, no, I started actually with uh, General Motors and Buick Motor Division, but I largely, I spent a lot of time in automotive, but I, I've been here for 24 years, uh, so it's been a while. Well, this is an exciting change. Melissa, can you give us a little bit of background on Market Strategies International and also your experience there? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So um, Market Strategies was founded almost 30 years ago. Um, interesting connection that ties back to, to uh, Duncan's story. Um, the way MSI started, we had five employees from Market Opinion Research, okay. um, which was the company that Duncan mentioned um, that they combined with in 1990. So Andy Morrison, Jan Brown, Jack Vandenberg, Fred Steeper, and Alex Gage were, were employees of, of MOR, and they left to start their own company um, called Market Strategies International. So, um, so kind of connected way back then. Uh, but since that time, our, our family has evolved. So in 2006, we were acquired uh, majority interest by VSS, which is a private equity firm, okay. and subsequently grew through um, a couple of acquisitions. So Flake Wilkerson, Doxis, and Cogent uh, were three companies that we acquired. Each brought you know new capabilities, um, new industry focus, and, and talent. And today we have, I think, just over 240 employees, and we serve healthcare, financial services, um, tech, telecom, consumer and retail, and energy as our sectors. That's a nice broad swath. So I'm curious, um, you know, when you think about these large transactions that happen in the marketplace, what, 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 what were the drivers for the merger? What really kind of you know, enticed or made sense, I, I should say, for you and the shareholders to uh, do a transaction like this? 
Well, there's a lot of things that make sense, and I'm sure we're going to be covering many of them. Sure. But both both companies have been looking for um, a bit of an exit strategy for the past few years. Um, for MSI, the VSS relationship was in the 12th year of their ownership, and so that's a long time for private equity. Right. Um, and for more pace, the founders are now in their 70s, and uh, running a business really on a day-to-day basis wasn't their focus. And you consider the history of these companies and how well we fit together. We're now full circle with these companies. But but what really kind of brought us back together is is that, in, and it is a bit of our tagline, but we're, we're better together. Um, the merger was bent to be in part because of our history. But um, if you look at the organizations, we're extremely similar, culturally, structurally. And um, we both differentiate um, in the markets that we serve through deep industry knowledge, operational excellence, and and truly uh, superior client service. Uh, that that sounds sounds very logical. Uh, and I know, and I when I read the press and kind of did, did some research, it's it, it, you guys really made it a point, and and probably more out of prou- being really proud about this. But it sounded like it was an important point to make as well, and that the combined entity was essentially, you know, being one of the being the fifteenth MR company in in the in the in the U.S. and being one of the uh, I guess the twenty fifth global MR company um, in our industry. So, so was that really important as part of this merger to kind of the combined strength and its position relative to other companies in the industry? You know, it's a good question. I think um, in some ways the, the, you know, the size did does come into play and we think that it's an advantage and then in other, in other ways it's less important. Um, I think as an absolute bigger doesn't, doesn't mean better necessarily. And in fact, in our industries, you know, too often we, we see the opposite. Um, both organizations independently today are recognized by our clients as being big enough to offer, you know, robust solutions and a deep bench of talent, but small enough to be flexible and really consistently deliver on that client service that Duncan mentioned earlier. And that is a, um, a top priority for us to be able to maintain that in the new combined organization, right? So we, we have no aspiration to be um, the, the biggest in the market um, at all. We want to kind of, you know, stay in that sweet spot. I will say, though, that the size and the scale of the combined organizations was pretty critical to attracting the right partner in STG as our new owner, uh, our new private equity owner. And, you know, when you think about how size can be a benefit um, with a larger combined company, you can, you can leverage investments across a bigger organization and that can increase the payback and, and allow for more investment. Um, but, you know, as we look at it and, and look at our future plans and where we want to go, it's, it's about optimizing the scale to, to best serve our clients. And we think that this merger and the combined, um, combined portfolio and the combined talent does exactly that. That's what we're so excited about. And so can you shed some light in terms of what your future goals are? You know, again, I think that you had made some mention about leveraging some of the technology and software solutions, um, including some data analytics platforms. But can you talk a little bit more about why that is the focus in terms of driving value for clients? Uh, Well, that's another good question. There's a lot of things that that touched the base, but um, you know, as we look into the future, technology is going to be playing a role in everything that we do. Everything needs to be done through a lens of better, faster, and even stronger. 
And um, we truly believe that technology can play a role in all of these elements, you know, and if we just step back and say, okay, why is this going to make something better? Because this, you know, with all of the information we have, technology can support enhancements in how we're getting access to information, how we synthesize information, how we analyze the information, how we visualize it. And all of these types of things are going to be benefiting our clients. But as we also look ahead, technology has to be leveraged to be faster because it's absolutely critical in today's environment. You know, we need to become faster and technology is going to help us accomplish this. Now, this has to be embraced with great process, of course, but actually uh, technology can help support process, you know, and it becomes less manual. And as we all know that uh, clients' demands are increasing and, you know, they would be thrilled if we gave them the answers yesterday rather than tomorrow. And, you know, as we become faster, we're going to get more chances to influence our clients' decisions um, going forward. And together, what we also are trying to do is obviously become stronger. And because this is going to become that we can do more because we can now do it faster. And uh, the faster we can do it, the better we're going to be able to deliver for our clients and solve their business issues. But I also want to make, re reinforce that while technology touches everything, it's not the answer. Um, it really is only a conduit um, that we can use to be better and stronger. So, Duncan, you, I'm, you know, every time you hear about technology, it's faster, cheaper, and, yeah. uh, right? <laughs> and, and I, and I pick two. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so by, by no means are you saying that uh, it's basically delivering more value at a faster pace. Absolutely. I mean, that's the fundamental element. But yeah. I think we're we will have access to more information. I mean, I, I really believe that technology is going to help us do more um, is the fundamental aspect. So it's not the cure-all uh, because you still have to figure out how to do it. You, you know, just because you have leverage doesn't mean you know what to do. That makes sense. Um, and, and what about differentiation, right? We, I mean, we, there are so many external factors that are hitting our yep. industry. Um, you know, it, we hear about big data, we hear about passive data, we hear about all these new <laughs> methodologies. And depending no. on who you talk to, they're like, yeah, we do that, we do that. But how does this new combined entity um, differentiate itself based on market dynamics? It's, it's a great question and, you know, one we've given a lot of thought to. And what's interesting is, is it's largely we're trying to build on what we've already done. Um, we differentiate, and both of us really differentiated in this way in our marketplace, is going after the industry. We have deep industry knowledge. Many of our people have 20 plus years of experience in their industry knowing it. Um, specialized value-added solutions, which then go into the, the various elements, and then operational excellence. Many companies compete in one of these areas. Where we compete is across all three. And um, anyone can win, but um, what we really do is deliver on all three and you know, with world-class service to boot is really our go-to-market plan. And if you let me, I can, you know, you dive into it. You look at these industries, we cover the marketplace, you know, automotive, healthcare, technology, telecommunications, consumer, financial services, energy. It's a breadth of the market, but there is depth within our, each of these groups, particularly with the size of our organizations. And we, we historically had gone to market um, with expertise around brand CX and uh, product development in particular. Both organizations went to business this way. We are deeper in this than we ever were before. And um, a lot, go ahead. No, I was, I was going to say from my perspective, the vertical expertise is such a powerful element because that's really that connection to the client, understanding their business problems and being able to link any data solution you guys provide back to the client. 
Thank you. <laughs> we, we <totally> agree. Amen. <laughs> well, you know, we talk about storytelling and making the data come to yep. life. You have to have yep. that expertise to be able to do that. Um, so, and yeah, go ahead. I, I'm sorry. I know I was just going to jump in on that. I mean, we, that is something we talk about over and over with our teams. We hire for that, right? It's 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 um, making sure that everything we do, whether it's a new product or capability that we're developing or, um, you know, writing a client deliverable or um, looking at process improvement or whatever, it's done through the lens of how is this going to help us better solve our clients' problems and, and meet their needs. And... Um, and that's why we think the industry orientation is is so critical, right? I mean, you've got to, it's price of entry to be expert researchers and expert, uh, you know, at data analytics, price of entry, but to be able to really walk in their shoes and understand how to make something of it to help solve their business problems. And typically we're talking about really big high stakes you know, high stakes problems and opportunities that we're supporting, um, you've got to have that, that deep industry lens. And, and just to re repeat, this isn't new for either one of the organizations. We've right. been doing this for a long time. And so actually, this is why we, we, we look in the mirror and we have high levels of similarity in how we're going and why we think we're going to be stronger. So can I, I'm, I'm, we could do this forever. This is what Duncan and yeah, I do. <laughs> but one other cool thing, I mean, just kind of riffing off the, the industry focus so strong independently today, what's really exciting for us is when we think about the combination of yeah. more paces, deep automotive expertise and our deep tech expertise. You know, we serve companies like Google and Apple. And um, so really, um, those two, the depth of those of those two benches and the the client list, and thinking about where we can go in the world of autonomous vehicles and you know auto tech together is something we are extremely excited about. And we've we've got a couple more of those uh, that come from the merger of these two organizations, which is super exciting. Very cool. I actually yeah. uh, spoke to the VP of Research at the Consumer Technology Association, and he actually shared, which is right on the message, what you're saying, Melissa, is that um, their their membership organization includes so many people in the ecosystem now because it's not just about consumer tech and kind of speakers and um, earphones, but it's the automotive companies. It's the Googles, the Facebooks, because it touches everybody in the ecosystem. So that's a that's a really cool distinction in, in terms of the combined combination of the two companies. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, what is the most challenging as aspect of the merger that you guys can anticipate or you already have are dealing with? Yeah, I'll take that one. I think, um, you know, first of all, needless to say, the process of selling a company, let alone two companies together, right, can be very time consuming. And I mean, it's, it's just an incredibly um, uh, complex process. And so for us, I think, you know, as leaders of these organizations, the biggest challenge was, was to try to keep it contained and not let it be a distraction to either organization as we were going through the process. And it's just a very practical challenge that we dealt with for months. Uh, and I think, you know, we, I think we succeeded there. Um, you know, needless to say, there's, there's a lot of thoughtful consideration at the beginning of a process like this and throughout related to, to the compatibility and fit 
of, of all the companies involved. So this is a unique one because it's, you know, it's the acquisition of two companies at the same time that will then be are combining, right? So the fit of, you know, between more pace and MSI, but then also with our new owner in, sure. in STG, that's, I mean, it's not a challenge necessarily, but it was, it was absolutely critical that we got that right. And, and we thought about what, relationships would most benefit employees, clients, and shareholders. And, and again, that's another one I think, you know, I think we, we did very well there. Um, and I know like we have a lot of work to do to integrate these two companies. Um, we both, I think, believe it's not likely to be as challenging as one would expect because of the deep compatibility of these two companies. Like Duncan's already hit on it. Our culture, kind of our, our DNA and what we stand for and even the way we do things. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps that I think our employees on both sides are incredibly excited about this next chapter. Uh, it also helps that we have, you know, we have very little overlap in our client roster. So a lot of times with companies like this coming together, there's a lot of kind of deduping that needs to happen. Right? right. And in this case, we we have virtually none. So, um, so I think we're set up to, you know, we've got a lot of work to do, but I think we're, we feel like all of these things are, you know, obviously very doable and, and we're just looking forward to getting at it. I'm curious, you know, culture is one of those elusive words that are, it's intangible. It's, it's not necessarily, you know, it, it's kind of in the airwaves and, and, and many times it's unspoken. How, how do you guys describe the culture that both your organizations have? Duncan, you want to take that one? Yeah, well, um, I, the, the overlap in the culture is part of our culture is, uh, you know, it's built around uh, people, collaboration, support, um, belief that everybody's important and uh, their voice should be heard. Uh, a built around client service that the client needs to be taken care of and building forward. Um, a work hard, play hard mentality that uh, we have to, there's a lot of work we have to do, but at the same time, we need to make sure that we've got time to, to pursue the other aspects of environments. Would be a few of the elements. I love it. Yeah. I, and I think, you know, again, the, the cultures are so similar, mm-hmm. um, maybe because of the similar backgrounds, but um I, I think exactly what Duncan said is, it, you know, when you think about a strong emphasis on making sure that everything we're doing is done through the lens of optimizing for our employees, and, and he hit on a bunch of those things, certainly for our clients and, and being very client-centric, and then obviously for shareholders, um, that kind of underpins everything we do, and we like to have a lot of fun along the way, so. Yeah, fun's so that's important. Good. Good. <laughs> And do you guys have a new name for the company or are you still working on that? That's a really great question. I think you might have to have us back on later in the year so we can share the new name. (laughs) I mean, the rebranding, certainly both companies, we do a lot of branding work for clients, right? It's an extremely important endeavor, one that we don't take lightly uh, and one that we're not going to do ourselves. (laughs) So we are in the process of engaging um, a branding agency to make sure we find a name that... And, and, you know, everything that goes along with it that really honors the, the legacy and the equity we've built in these brands over the decades, right? But but also make sure we use it as a chance to really mark the start of an exciting new chapter. And we our plan is to have it uh, announced later this year. 
That's so cool. I love it when, you know, as market researchers, we, we do all this work for our clients that help them go to market, build their brand, you know, form their advertising. And as, as, company as you know as businesses it's it's i don't think a lot of companies go through that formal process of really engaging and understanding as you know in this case a combined entity what should that combined brand represent and the new and the name of the new company so i commend you on you guys taking the time to do that yeah it's it's exciting we're we're excited about it and um yeah we look forward to being able to share the outcome in a few months that sounds great. Well, we'd love to, I'd love to have you guys back on and I really appreciate you guys taking <laughs> the time. I know um, you guys are in the midst of a lot of busy, busy things going on to integrate the company. So thank you for being on the show. Yeah. Well, thank Our you pleasure. for having us. Yeah. And, and we're, we'll really circle back, to, we'll circle back in, uh, you know, in, in several months to, to check in with you guys. That's great. Yeah, sounds right. great. Thank Look you. Look forward to it. Thank you very much. Thank you.